Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Real moms of Bravo. Real, 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 real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Real moms of Bravo. Welcome to the main event. Finally, the VPR finale. It was our Super Bowl and it lived up to everything and more. Wow. So they got right into it. The beginning scene, we had kind of the watch what happens live, like editing production did such a fantastic job and talking about it right now, truly I have chills, but it cuts straight to the conversation. Ariana's being comforted by a friend. Tom's walking around like an idiot. (laughs) And then she just handled him, schooled him. I have to say, like, I, like I've talked to so many people about this. I cannot get over just how, calm she was as she was talking and then still just like the most perfect read like when she said um oh you got a little bit of money you think you're so cool like just all the things it's like I feel like it was like that moment like you know whenever you've been in like an argument or a fight with someone and you're just like oh I wish I would have said this I wish I would have like she did all the things in the moment and then still at the end gave him that like kind of emotional, like I would have followed you anywhere. I was in this. Like, I just felt like she did such a perfect job of handing it to him, remaining calm, saying, I regret ever loving you, then yelling at him. Like the whole thing was great. I just cannot get over the fact he tried to defend himself and basically was like, I tried to break up with you two weeks ago. I like how she was like two weeks ago, you were still like, you guys have been doing this for seven months. Like, you can't say I tried to break up with you two weeks ago. Oh, so you were only in the fair for six and a half months then? Like it, oh, she just did so good. I I oh, loved it. She was, I mean, I would have lit the house on fire. I would have been oh, so yeah. angry. And for her to be as composed as she was, was like, wow. Tip my hats off to her. But it was like chilling. Like literally as you're replaying this, I have like goosebumps coming back. But I love that she said, I regret Every moment I ever stood up for you, defended you, supported you, you are worth nothing. And I want you to feel that deep in your soul. Like, could you imagine like that? I mean, if someone said that to me, I, I don't know, but it was everything. I felt like Ariana for anyone who's been through a breakup or who's been, um, done dirty like she was she spoke up for everybody in that moment it was incredible um he is insane well then he goes to schwartz like goes to schwartz and he's like 
just, I mean, I agree with everyone that it was fake tears, but he showed way more emotion and remorse to Schwartz than he did to Ariana, who like he has screwed Ariana over way more. Um, I, I just couldn't get over to like when he's talking to Schwartz, the fact that he said, she, first of all, he's a coward. He's taking zero accountability, but the, he goes, she could have followed me to see that I wasn't at her, like wasn't at your house. Oh, you're right. It's completely her fault that she trusted you. Didn't think to follow you around so that she could have found out about this affair earlier. Like you are yeah. such a monster. Like I I don't know what the word is for him, like diabolical, all the things people are saying, sociopath. Like this is a person that I think has zero redeeming qualities. And like, I, we always say we love a comeback story. I do not want to see this man come back. I like rotten hail. If in the words of Brittany, <laughs> like I have zero to say about this person. Like you are the devil here on earth. It was pure insanity. And he showed more compassion with Schwartz, like the hug, yeah. I'm sorry, than he ever did in Ariana. I mean, he was yelling at Ariana. I, when he said that, I'm with you a 10,000%. Such a fucking coward. And Schwartz, mind you, that whole time is worried about the business. <laughs> oh, That's his you should MO make a statement. Can you make a yes. statement? Which I wish they would have shown where he was when he wrote the first statement and everyone tore into him. Like, you were more worried about the business, saving face. Like, I think there was some Schwartz influence. There was some Greg influence, but like that first statement, and I hope it comes up on the reunion because that first statement was such bullshit. And the fact that like the whole world called him out on it is amazing. Well, yeah. And there was never an, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. There was never an, then I'm that came out after statement. all the comments. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, oh my gosh, this episode. Okay. Then we get to, of course, the levity moment of the episode, DJ James Kennedy, um, who, <laughs> Give him a diamond, give him whatever it is. Like, I know for Vanderpump, they don't like, they hold cocktails and stuff. He should be the, like, move aside, Lisa Vanderpump. Like, put James in the center. That moment where he was like, I'm going to stir some shit up and I'm just going to call her. You guys be quiet. Like, it reminded me of a sleepover when you would like prank yes. people or you would call a boy and be like, do you like Vanessa? And like, I don't know. I just, I, I loved the moment and I, I that he said everything to her that he wanted to. And watching that moment, I thought of you because I was like, if anyone in my life who would do something like this and do it well would be you. Oh, I 100% um, would have done the exact same thing if I were James. I, oh, I just loved, I loved everything that he said. Um, I like that he was like, you lied to everyone's face. You've done diddly fucked yourself over. And all the people cock. you were building <laughs> friendships with, you've literally just trashed it for Sandoval's little cocky cock. Like, uh, Wow. I, and, have, I mean, Brooke, go ahead. Kyle took it. Like, she oh, didn't even, I know. Like, she didn't hang up. Like, she was like, I don't have to explain myself to you. I'm like, why are you, one, why are you answering this phone call? Yes. And two, why are you not just hanging up? Uh, I had Kevin, my husband, watch it. He has not watched any of the season, but he's been hearing about this. Um, and it's, like, really funny watching his response. He, like, loves James. He thinks he's hilarious. But he's like, I mean, he said, he's like, I feel like he's just trying to make her break. And she was just sitting there on this phone call, like... The, the part that it was filmed and everybody else was there is just like amazing to me. And this was in the time article, you know, talking about him becoming the number one guy in the group. That moment right there just proves that he 100% is the number one guy in the group right now. Oh my God. I mean, I just can't get over that. She like literally, like, I would have hung up if someone talked to me like that. Like that's just, I would have, I, I would have never answered the call. I would not be like this news yes. breaks. You're, you're the second most hated person in all of this with Sandoval being number one. 
I would not take a phone call from my ex fiance. Like you're an idiot. So then we get to the most cringeworthy piece of television I've ever witnessed in my life is Sandoval comes over to Raquel's house. The house is lit with her weird ass lighting. She walks in. They took a shot together, like a cheers. And then she drank her Coors Light that I doubt she ever drank before dating him. And he, in this moment, this is like what I can't get over. Two things. One, she says, I love you when he didn't say, I love you. Yeah. And also he called her Ariana. And she was just like, <laughs> she was laughing. I'm like, wipe that smirk off your face. Is there something wrong with you that you don't realize? Like, this isn't funny. This isn't a cute moment. Like the whole thing. And then like, I also can't believe that how much she was leaning into the lie of Sheena punching her. Like she was like, Oh my it. God. And she's like, and I took it. I took it. I'm like, well, she didn't punch you. You're such a liar. Like the whole yeah, thing. And- and he was like, oh, she's like pointing to it. And he's like, oh, wow, that's so fucked up. Like that really hurt. It was just a and I'm cut. Like, if that was really a punch, you would be swollen and have bruising. Yes. And you seem quite fine. You're walking yeah. around. You're talking about this. And meanwhile, in her confessional, this is like some people. I mean, Raquel is not. Rachel is not well. She is smiling. There's literally no. zero remorse from her. Like. Sandoval is horrible and we've talked about it, but at least he is kind of like checking in and mentally and being well, like, wow. I think I've he's like auditioning. I feel like he's like auditioning for his next role okay. and wants to show like his range and how much emotion. Yeah, but, but still, still but she's, but she's smiling. Like, oh, the best, best sex I've ever had. Yeah. I wanted to know what like, it was like. I just wanted to know what it was like. Oh, okay. Like that makes it okay. You know, I have a lot of men that I consider friends. Um, I like, I wouldn't be like, oh, I would wonder what it would be like to sleep with them. So I did like that is the whole thing just so messed up. Um, Not once does she talk about how she feels bad for Ariana. Like it just the whole, like, it's just like wild to me, the whole thing. And I will say, obviously Ariana MVP of this episode I am torn on who gets the second MVP or like they call it like the sixth man when, like for basketball. It's like the, the best person off the bench. Is it Sheena or is it James? Because Sheena in her moment with Sandoval, it is the strongest I've ever seen her be with like her voicing her opinions and holding her own against him. Like she did not cower I mean, at all. Literally, I have like goosebumps all over yeah. my body and thinking about it, I personally think she sh- she sh- <laughs> she sh- she sh- Yeah. Uh, definitely got it. It was so raw, raw emotions and she's like, "I'm not your friend anymore." Like she's like, "I cannot be friends with you and I need to go take care of my baby." Like say what you want about Sheena, but Sheena, I I think despite some of her poor choices and friendships, I yeah. do feel like as a friend, she is ride or die for you. 100%. And I think that moment showed everything and how painful it was for her to not only be betrayed by Rachel, who she like welcomed in her home, but Tom, who she supported and has been like with him throughout this whole journey. And now to like, look at him and be like, who are you? Like, I don't recognize you. Like, it's painful for her on a different level. I also loved how she was just so brutally honest. Like he was trying to gain her sympathy and being like, 
we haven't had a good relationship for four to five years. I've been unhappy for the last five years. And she was like, well, then why'd you buy a house with her? And she was like, and he got like, I tried to break up with her. And she's like, but you didn't, you fucked her best friend. Like, yes, good for you, Sheena, for like, basically being like, I'm not going to buy your bullshit. He's such a master manipulator. Uh, A lot of people have said this hasn't come directly from Ariana, but I'm, I could see it being true. That part of the reason why she was calling everyone after she found out is because she wanted them to know right away. And because he's such a master manipulator, she didn't want to give him the opportunity to like mind games with her and make her feel bad or make her like, or for him to have the chance to really gain anyone's sympathy. And someone might be like, oh, that's like, this is like calculated and all that. No, it's like, they know how he is. And in that moment, watching the things he was saying and trying to do to Sheena, I think if Sheena didn't know him as well as she did, she might've fallen for it because there were moments where you're like, if I didn't know this guy, he's actually doing a very good job of being like, but don't I deserve happiness? What about me? And it's like, no, I'm not falling for this. You like, if you deserve happiness or you want your own happiness and you love someone so much and you're worried about their mental health and you're saying they might kill themselves, sleeping with her best friend is not going to help that. Mm -mm -mm. Let's discuss the Schwartz of it all. Um, Schwartz, texted Ariana. I have the text in front of me. Morning, Ariana. Hopefully you're resting at least a little easier now. I'm not here to make excuses for Tom or justify his actions. He confided in me and I told him what he needed to do. Sit down and tell you everything out of respect for everything you guys have built together. I guess he was about to tell you and this all blew up and you got humiliated in the worst way possible. I'm not going to try to sell his story or tell his story. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) You should... (laughs) You should uh, jet set somewhere fabulous and just absolutely spoil yourself. Sheer decadence. Turn your phone off. I hope you don't have too much ill will towards me. This whole situation is just effed. I don't want to kick my guy when he's down, but my God, the amount of anxiety and backlash I'm getting because of his actions are insane. Anyways, just know I care about you and know you're just going to be fine. In this, in this text, nowhere did he say... Ariana, I'm sorry I didn't tell you. I also love that Katie said to him, you knew. Like, based on what you said at BravoCon, based on what happened at the wedding, you knew. And you did nothing. Like, And he kept saying, I told him to tell Ariana for seven months. Like, And he says on the reunion, he found out late August. So, like, he kind Bitch of... boy. Went, yeah, he is. And, it, like, this is where I go with, I said last week... That I, in some ways, think he's a bigger villain than Sandoval because not only is he accomplice to all this, but the other things he did and the collateral damage along the way. He kind of like leaned into this whole, and they're going to say it wasn't a ploy or anything, but he leaned into the whole Raquel liking me thing to divert attention off of Raquel and Sandoval. Because if they had the one night stand after the night at the Mondrian, and then you made out with her at the wedding, that was after the one night stand. So you knew what you were doing. So you're going to burn a relationship with Katie. You're going to make it awkward for everyone else because now there's like picking like sides of Katie or Raquel. You put match it up like Sheena and Katie against one another. You're making it difficult for like, you just made it like so much worse for everyone. I still think obviously Sandoval's a horrible person at the end of the day. He's the one who did it. But like, I don't, I'm going to have a hard time really like liking Schwartz again after all of this. I mean, okay, let me ask you this. Cause I've been having this debate with a lot of people is if you were Schwartz, would you have, if you were in this position and you knew that Kyle was like cheating on me and like having a full blown affair, would you tell me? 
Yeah, I would give Kyle the opportunity. Um, I think I would say like, there's obviously um, no easy way to do this. And I don't want to have to come in and be the one who's like, because obviously there's this whole like, you know, fear of kill the messenger. But I think I would say like, I'm giving you until this date. Like, honestly, if I were Schwartz, I would say, I understand you don't want it to come out before BravoCon because that could like, I, I get that, like the backlash of all the massive amount of people that were going to be there. I think I would have said to him, if you don't tell her by like the second week of November, I will. Like, I would not yeah. have let it continue that long. And I, I get he's your best friend and he's a business partner. I think that's even more the reason why I would say you need to get in front of this. You need to handle this and you need to do it now. I mean, I, part of the backlash is that people now hate both Schwartz and Sandoval. If Schwartz would have done the right thing, he could have pulled the whole, listen, Sandoval sucks and I'm he's the one who did this. Don't penalize me. I'm the one who stood up and had to pick between doing what's right and burning a friendship. It might ruin the business relationship. Like, I think he could have really like risen to the top and all of us would have been like, wow. And like, I would have wanted to, to support or I would have wanted good things for Tom, Tom and for Schwartz and Sandy's, even though it's Sandoval's too, because of Schwartz doing the right thing. Now I'm like, let that restaurant burn to the ground. I don't care. Oh, and like, so it's interesting that you say this. And I think I'm going to do a survey, a poll um, mm -hmm. to kind of get your thoughts, because I was having this discussion with Kyle and he said he wouldn't have told. He said he wouldn't want to burn that with the best friend. And so I don't know if it's a male point of view. I, I think it's a, I wonder if it's a guy girl it's, thing. It's a, I feel like it might be a guy girl thing, but he was very much like, no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. He was like very loyal to the best friend. Oh, it's so, good to know that I can engage in a fear of Kyle then and he won't tell you. <laughs> exactly. Now, file now file that chance. one away. Yeah. Um, oh my God. Here's your chance. But I'm yeah. going to do a poll and I want to get your guys' thoughts. I'm really curious. Um, this episode, we cannot forget. Um, oh, while we're talking about Schwartz and Ariana, I love that Ariana also, when they had their discussion, she was like, I'm not your friend anymore. Yeah. She was like, I'm done with you. You're cut out. This is, I mean, Ariana was in the wedding yeah, as a as groomsman. Like, yes. That's the whole thing with this too. It wasn't like, Oh, Ariana is my best friend's girlfriend. Like Ariana was his friend. Like it, the that's, I just think it makes it even that much worse. I will say the one thing I loved. And if there is one positive takeaway from this, it's that I hate this whole like pers like stereotype of this thing, like, oh, women hold grudges and women just want to tear each other down and they're jealous and they're conniving because the moment Katie walked in to Ariana's house, Sheena said, we can put our shit aside. And both yeah. of them were like, yep, what is going on right now is bigger. They're going out for drinks with, e with each other. And I, they have said that like, they're going to have a little bit of a tiff at the reunion, but they're going to move past it because they've already gone through so much bigger. I loved that. My one takeaway from this is that like, it was women supporting women women rallying behind women, Katie holding Schwartz accountable, not letting him back down, which he couldn't do with his own friend. Like the strength of the female characters in this episode was amazing. I was here for it. And I, I just loved that moment. And I think everyone's kind of rallying behind Katie and Ariana because of this. Um, and we cannot forget the one woman who came back, Kristen Doty, oh. which is a wee ho. Like I, again, I have chills thinking about it, yeah. but she came in, gave her a huge hug Ariana tried to apologize to her. She's like, no, like 
say what you want about Dodie, but Dodie, I feel like has, we got to give her credit where credit's due in the sense of growth that she's had yes. um, off camera, but just how she, I mean, she went to full, like kind of witch, witchy, witch mode. And I it was like, it, what's, your, what's your intention for yourself? Yeah. Like, what do you want to get rid of? Like, I thought it was a really strong moment between the I two will say, in, a, in a positive way. Yes. And I was going to say, you know, everyone talks about how Lala is so good at hyping people up. Like someone at BravoCon actually said, like, I'm having a rough moment in my life. Can you give me like the speeches that you give other women on the show? And she, Lala did such a great job. But in that moment, I was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but if I'm going through a rough breakup, I want a Kristen Doty in my life. Like she came over and was like, I'm going to let you bash him, but I'm also going to build you up and say to you, you're going to get past this. You're better than this. Like the whole burning of everything. I thought it was really like, it was really inspiring and heartfelt where she was like, what do you want to let go of? But what do you want for yourself? And what are you going to focus on? And I, I don't know. I just thought she was very supportive and it wasn't like a, how can we come together and burn Tom to the ground? It was, how can we forget this douchebag that we both have in common and move past it and build ourselves better lives? And it was, I, I agree. The growth on Kristen, unbelievable. I, I know there's going to be some people who just, I want Kristen Dowdy back. I'm just going to say. Oh, I think a lot of, I mean, I think a lot of us do. And we'll do yeah. a poll. We'll get a sense yeah. of what you guys want. But I think the finale more than delivered everything. I think it was probably one of the most riveting hours of reality TV that I've ever witnessed. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, it's mind blowing and I cannot wait for the reunion. Um, you guys know the drill. You know, we're going to say, oh, check out our Patreon. <laughs> if you want to hear our thoughts on Ariana and her Watch What Happens live appearance, plus some other things, she's been all over the place. So we'll just kind of share all the little tidbits on her press tour. So moving on to New Jersey. Thank you, Jesus. It's the finale of Jersey. I think what we a weird finale, that. though. It was so like, I feel like they were even like, this season is shit. And we're even struggling to put together a good finale because it was like, we just have one incident, but we're going to like have it be like, here's the beginning 12 hours before. We're going to watch it play out. Then we're going to show the aftermath. And all I was thinking of when it was over was like, okay, like it was just. No, I agree. I don't think this smoking, what's the, I'm, I'm going to like blow it. I the love when you try gun. to do these. Yeah, I know. Yeah. But I sound like, I sound like freaking like Teresa, uh, which is appropriate, but I yeah. felt like the smoking gun like fell flat for me. So yeah. basically the key portion of this episode is Danielle tells Jennifer Aiden, I'm going to tell like I, the reason why I was off in Ireland, like is I, this was like looming over me and I'm going to tell Melissa and Jen Aiden immediately like, Looks like she Freaks got caught out. with her pants down. Yeah. Like she's like, oh my God, no, no, you don't need don't, to do don't it. Don't say it was for me. Don't like, yeah. Yeah, like, don't say it's for me because yeah. her plan is to make Margaret look bad. Yeah. But Danielle tells her and Melissa flat out is like, oh, I've known about this six months ago because Teresa and Louie have went and called <laughs> Joe and told him. And I was just like, wait, what, what the hell? This is so stupid. Like, then why were we fighting about keeping this a secret if Melissa already knew about it? I guess Teresa's thing was she didn't want it to come up on camera. I will say, um, and we love Marge, and then sometimes we get some um, flack for maybe having a little bit of a Marge bias because she has been very great to us. She's come on our podcast. She's super supportive. We love her. In that moment, though, I will say, I don't think Danielle was in the wrong. I actually think Danielle was trying to do the right thing, was like, this is eating away at me. If it were me, and, and she already knew it was because like uh, – Fudo was like, well, I wouldn't have brought it up in a public place. They've already talked about it on camera. This whole rumor's already happened while they're filming. So I think in Danielle's mind, it's like, it's going to show. It's going to air. This is eating away at me. If it were me, I'd want someone to say that this is what's being talked about. 
I think, yes, was her intention to try to get like some shit on Margaret 100%. But at the end of the day, I think she did the right thing by telling Melissa. Yes. And then we have the moment of Melissa and Teresa, you know. But even that you. was like stupid. Yeah. And like, then all of a sudden, Louie and Joe were fighting. I'm like, what? Yeah. Look at you. Look at you. I'm look like, at, this yeah. is. <laughs> look at you. Look at you. It was giving, except it so... wasn't as iconic as um, Atlanta. The <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> With Marlo and Sheree. <laughs> um, anyways, but yeah, I mean, I think for me, my biggest takeaway, honestly, was just seeing how scary, dirty Louie is. Like he won. You know, what's so funny. You're going to laugh at this. So I have my phone has like tons of screen grabs for housewives and Bravo. Yeah. And Mia pointed out, she goes, wait, what is that? And no, um, like, it's not it a Louis. human. Yeah. Yeah. And I go, Oh, that's a person. She goes, why does he look like that? He's so red. <laughs> I was like, I was just dying. I was like, yeah, I do I, think it's funny. Like this isn't like not in like a bad way, but I like how a lot of people are like, what is he like? Not meaning like what nationality, what is he like? Why is he? <laughs> Like, is he not a human? Like, why is he, why is he so purple? And I mean, talk about like, I don't know if it's too much Botox or what, but like the way his eyebrows can do what they do. And he's just always so red and his hair is always like, he kind of looks like he always got like just a slight, like a little bit like electrocuted before he's coming into every scene. Oh my God. But that's all like that whole situation. He's like, let's all stay calm. I don't give a fuck. I'm winning. She's winning. And like, He's like pointing directly. It was just so like weird. I and know. Honestly, Vanessa, like, did you is... like print off like the transcript of these episodes? I want to say bravo for like having all oh, of the, thank you. These, no, like, I have all the go. receipts ready to I go. I know. I'm this mentally... is great. Yeah. Thanks. No, but he, I mean, that's what he said. And I just, oh my God, the dirty Louis of it all is like what was most like he scary is terrifying. to me. He's a terrifying but, human being. Yeah. Okay. Let's get to just to wrap this up knowing that that was the reason why the Gorgas didn't go, do you feel like that was justified or do you feel like they still should have gone to the wedding? Well, knowing that they knew about it for months. um, I mean, I get, yeah. Like why would I go to someone's wedding? Who's been trying to tear down my, like our, my marriage forever. Basically. I mean, we can go back and they did, they did a montage of the whole, like, she's a stripper. She's like hooked up with all these people. And, um, you know, I get like being upset about that. But my whole thing is if you've known about it for months and I know these other things have been happening where she keeps saying my chosen family, my chosen family, I guess I, I, th- I feel like I still would have gone like you knew for months and you were still saying that you were going to go. So all of a sudden this happening is why you're now not going to go. Um, I, a part of me thinks, and this is like, what's sad. I think of, we've talked about how this show has ruined their relationship. A part of me thinks that they did it for the shock value of like, we're not going to go. Um, and like, it's going to be a bigger deal and we're going to be more relevant for the fact that we did not go to the wedding. Um, knowing I she was getting a special. Sh- I've said this all along. They should have gone to the ceremony. I think yeah. if anything, out. That's, there's no <laughs> Tom Sandoval. <laughs> I know. I did <laughs> that intentionally. No better, <laughs> there's no better like comeback to be like, I was there at your ceremony. Like yeah. that would be like, I was there. I showed up, even though you did all this to me, I showed up. Like there's yeah. no better comeback in my opinion than being the bigger person. And the Gorgas had a missed opportunity. Um, you guys, we will not be reporting on the Teresa and Louie <laughs> spinoff show. Um, we're exhausted with yeah. Jersey. I think I don't they're going on a hiatus. 
I don't either. I have zero desire no. to watch it. It's going on hiatus for a bit, understandably so. I think the things need to cool down yeah. over there. 100%. All right. So now we're going to take a little ad break here. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need for yourself. You know, especially as a mother, I think we are always just thinking about everyone. And sometimes we we are guilty of not taking the time to think about ourselves and what we need. But when we spend all our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched and thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. I love therapy. I, Abby and I have always been huge advocates for it. It's changed my life. I'm a much better person because of it. I'm a much better friend, parent. I think being aware of what triggers you, being aware of why you react a certain way, it's so important. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash real moms today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, help, H-E-L-P.com slash real moms. So <clears throat> moving on. Whew. Um, summer house. Okay. Uh, this episode was also kind of like all over the place, but it's, it's leaving with the, the Robert moment where Carl like walks off and is super, super heated. Um, Kyle, I would say like, say what we want about Kyle. I do feel like Kyle's a good friend. I think he was, he showed up for Carl was like, you know, chill out a little bit, take a deep breath. But I honestly think Carl should have said everything he was saying to Dan to Kyle to Danielle I think she would have respected it um we've gotten some dms about this and I I'm starting to believe there might be some truth to maybe part of it is Carl feels conflicted because Lindsay might have said like look I don't think Danielle and I are going to have a friendship for a while it's not going well for us you two seem like you might be on a road to mending your friendship but I'm not okay with that. Like, I don't want you two to be friends if Danielle and I can't be friends. And there's kind of like this whole conflict in his head where he's like guilty, but he's torn and he's having, you know, kind of having to pick like, do I want to maintain this friendship with someone who's been there for me for the last six years? Or do I, you know, want to, you know, be like hundred percent supportive of my fiance and future wife and the person I love. Like, I think that there might be some truth to that. Like whether Lindsay has said that or not, I think he probably feels a little bit of a conflict. But I agree. I think that he should have. It seems like Carl is upset that he hurt Danielle. I think he's realizing kind of in hindsight that maybe telling her like would have been the thing to do. Um, I don't know. It just seems like he's more upset about that. But I don't think Lindsay is helping the situation. And like when she said to in front of Kyle, well, we're going to go to Hampton Social where we're like with our friends or where we have friends. And like I like how Kyle was even like, OK, cool. I'm not a friend like. Why am I out here? I could be off like hanging out with my wife. I'm out here like comforting my friend, your fiance. Um, I just think like she kind of like she knows how to throw a dagger in a like a heated moment. And she just I feel like she kind of threw that one and walked away. And I could see why like Kyle was upset by it. 
the whole leaving though and not coming back for boat day, but then coming and taking the cake and your stuff. Like it was very bizarre. It almost, and like somebody said, it was kind of like a Lindsay and Carl, we're done. We're not filming anymore. And the show's like, well, we're not going to pay you. And they're like, we're coming back to get the cake. Like, <laughs> you know, I feel like there's like, a, Ooh, we still need this show. We just bought, you know, we have this expensive apartment. We just bought a car. Like we, we need this show. I mean, it was a lot. I, again, I think if Carl would have said to Danielle, listen, your outburst put a cloud over what's supposed to be that one of the happiest days of my life. I'm sorry that I hurt you, but you also hurt me by reacting the way you did and taking away some joy. I think she would have been devastated, but better that than the freaking turnaround Mm -hmm. conversations that we're having with this group. So and I, I do think much- I want to say on the record, I do think Danielle was a hundred percent in the wrong for like going around to every person and be like, what did you find out? Like, yeah, totally. I think in her mind, she had been drinking and she thought she was being sneaky about it. But like when you ask every single person, like it's, it's going to get around. And so I'm not saying that I think Danielle is not at fault. Um, I do feel like she shouldn't have done that. I think she knows that like she's basically said that to us, but um, yeah, I think that that would have been a much more productive conversation if if Carl would have said that to her. Instead, he a hundred percent stormed off. He stormed off, and we. I love a fourth wall moment. I like how when they had a pack, she like Lindsay's like, "Well, babe, they need footage so they know like that we've left." And I don't yeah. know. I just I always love a fourth wall moment. Boat day was fun. I don't understand why they split the group, but you know what? <laughs> I enjoy Sam's version of Summer House more than the show somehow. <laughs> I look forward to her, her, like she's so for those who don't follow Sam or aren't familiar, she like every Monday will post like for the upcoming episode, like her pictures that she took of that day of the summer. And I agree. Like she gets like the funniest stuff. There was like Craig, like singing on the boat. Like it just is like the funny light side of it. I do appreciate it. Um, I, I enjoyed the boat day. Yeah, I thought it was a little weird. I think why they had to split them, I'm guessing like the crew having to be on there and filming oh, like made yeah, it too much. Right. But like, could we not have found a little bit of a bigger boat? Um, but it was funny. I think they all had like a great time. Um, I, I think Danielle was like activated afterwards, um, which was that was she got a bit activated like with I'm with the whole hat situation. So everyone comes back and is drunk, and Lindsay and Carl have left. They comment on the the cake Cake. being gone and then they're just like fucking around and taking the cheap hats and she got so activated because through all of this she still remains loyal to them um which i respect from a friendship level but again it continues to be a little heartbreaking just knowing how the fallout continues like she's still backing you up even though she's on all this pain i know it was hard like some of the parts were really hard to watch because like when she found out like they like didn't come back. And then when she found out they left the house, like while they were all gone on the boat, I think like it for her, it's hard to, it's like, for me, it's hard to watch because she's in such a place of hurt and it really seems like Lindsay could care less. Like, and we even see this in the preview that for the next episode, that it seems like Lindsay is already moved on. She's written this friendship off and that might not be, I think a lot of Lindsay is like um, a facade. Like sometimes like I'm this really strong person, but like she, gets very easily upset and hurt. And I think, you know, she's said to like with her conversation with Amanda, like, you know, um, 
I, when people weren't as supportive of her on crawl, she said like, you know, I act like I'm really strong and tough, but like I, I get hurt and things hurt me. I think her defense mechanism is to act stronger and act like I don't care. Um, but I think like for, for Danielle, that was really, I think really hurtful that like she came home and they were just gone. But I think in that moment, she like, again, had been drinking. They were doing a lot of shots on the boat. I could see her saying like, well, how can I save this? And I think it was like, okay, I'm not going to let people mess with their stuff. If anything, then I can say to her, look, when you guys were gone, I still didn't let them make wear your hats. Um, it was a weird thing to, to pick, but I think it was a Craig, weird thing to pick. Craig hit the nail on the head though. He was kind of like, she, I don't know if it's, she's terrified, but like she will, it does not want to let go of this friendship yet. And it's no, like sad to I mean, watch. he, he was like, he did. I mean, he did refer Danielle as a bitch. Um, <laughs> Oh, he did? I think called Lindsay. No, I think he said, I think, like, I don't, I got, like, in the context of, like, what he was saying, like, he wasn't calling her directly a bitch. He was calling, like, more the behavior mm. a bitch. It just didn't, like, yeah, translate well. Um, but all this to say is, I mean, she's hurt. And I'm, I thought this was going to be the finale summer house. Sadly, I'm kind of ready to move on and Same. wrap it up. So next week's the finale. We're waiting for the preview of the reunion, which we will get. Um, but that's summer house guys. Wait, I want to ask you a question. Cause there's been a lot of chatter about this. What did you think about Paige's reaction to Craig being emotional, emotional oh. about forgetting his mom's birthday? Um, listen, I, I think she could have been a little bit kinder. However, I will say, I don't think Craig could have found a better match than Paige because she's willing to like not baby him and call him out on his shit. Um, I do think Craig has a tendency to be like overly dramatic, but Paige, I think also like, I think honestly, I don't think she wanted to go up and like, coddle him and deal with it i think she's she also like, i mean she's on the verge of puking so i give her a little bit of credit there that she was like throwing up a lot um yeah i mean there were people who were and i also think like sometimes we don't realize how intoxicated they are like if she's so drunk she's puking like she's obviously maybe not in the space where she's like wait why are you crying you're crying because you almost forgot your mom's birthday but then you did call her to wish her happy birthday like i could see her being like i'm confused um I do think it's like, this is like, she's a very much a New Yorker and it's kind of like, okay, you're sad, get over it type of thing. And he's more like, I want to talk about my feelings. And so, uh, um, wanted to take the shower. I think, I mean, he wanted oh, that to was the next morning. That was feelings. hilarious though. That was the next morning. I was dying though. When she was like talking with the girls and she's like, he's going to come in here. And he like, they were all laughing. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't necessarily think it means like, cause there are a lot of people be like, she doesn't support him in this relationship. This just shows like that they're like, that they don't have a strong relationship. I don't think it was a lack of support. I also think, I think it was drinking. And I think also Craig can be a little bit emotional at times. She's probably dealt with this before. And it's probably like the best thing to do is just to kind of let him work through it. And then they'll be fine the next day. And it, obviously they were, cause he was dying to get in the shower with her. Um, all right, let's go to Atlanta. Yes. Um, hot Atlanta. So um, I think here are my key takeaways from the Atlanta episode. One, I felt like Kenya, I think what she said was so poignant. If he's talking to you now like this, if he's talking to me this way, he'll eventually talk to you that way. Like I thought that was very poignant in her conversation with Sheree. I did felt like Martel overreacted. 
Um, what did you think I mean, about that? When he said these women think they're queens, but I'm also a king. I'm like, okay, sir, <laughs> no, no, you are not a king. You've been on one, two episodes now. Like, slow your roll. Um, I, I mean, I think Martella is kind of like walking red flag. Not as bad as Louis, obviously, but um, I think you know the fact that his DMs, you could tell that they had been messed with, and you could see, see that Kenya's weren't. Um, I, yeah, I, I think Kenya's right on though. I, yeah, if he's going to talk to one of your friends like this, he's going to eventually talk to you like this. Um, so there's a lot of questionable men on this show right now. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, her picker is off though. I think we can yeah. all agree that Sheree does not know how to pick them at all. Um, Drew, I will say Ralph is a, continues to be a further piece of shit because he went to, he went to go film <laughs> instead of being with his wife. While she's dealing with her father's Alzheimer's diagnosis, I thought that whole scene was so heartbreaking and my heart like just hurt for her. Or like be home with your the kids. Like, why did you go to the party? And that was to me, it was like, he's like, oh, here's my chance to get some airtime, some screen time without Drew around. Yeah, I didn't. That, it made me really sad. I think her story is like really heartbreaking, um, you know, but it was sweet. Like when they showed the video and I appreciate her sharing that. Cause like, she wouldn't have had to really share that video of her dad if she didn't want to, since they didn't film it. But his face, when he heard her singing, he kind of lit up and she said like, he doesn't, some days doesn't recognize her when she walks in the room, but she like that singing is kind of their thing, which then made me even more upset that like, if that's her thing with her dad, then why is Ralph on the cover of her song? I get, he wrote oh it. Oh my God. It. I like, I like cannot like an ego fucking maniac. Like he cannot let his wife have the moment. No, he had to be on the cover for a song. He didn't even sing. Like, I mean, you don't see freaking all these artists. David Foster has written some songs. We don't see him on the cover yeah. of things. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I love her. So in my mind, she could do no wrong. A lot of people don't realize, realize this, but um, Whitney Houston's song, I will always love you was originally written and sung by Dolly Parton. She's not stealing the spotlight from Whitney. She's letting her have that moment with the song. Like, come on, Ralph. And you're no Dolly Parton. So you do not need to be on the cover. Like that moment to me, I was like, oh, like also just let her have that. Like this is her, like if this is her song that's like special and she was like so excited to share it with her dad, let her just be on the cover. I don't know. That Oh my God. No, it was weird. It was weird. And then Todd so then- triggered me too. I, I'm not good with Todd right now. Oh, Go, go on, go Here on, go. girl. I'm, I'm active. No, I just feel like he, like Candy, is trying to like as politely and kindly as she can. Like he does not make good business decisions. His businesses aren't doing great. I think she's kind of like, I sort of know what I'm doing a little bit more than you do. Like it just, um, it was hard for me to watch. I think he has like an ego. He has a whole complex of having a wife more successful than him, and it like bothers him to the point where like he won't listen to what other people are saying. I mean, I did love when they kind of threw some shade, like, are we having biscuits or bullets? Like, I mean, it, I mean, that was like, listen, guys, we heard there was an altercation where they had a shooting. Obviously we don't condone any violence, but it had to do with Candy's cousin and she didn't really want to talk about it. Um, They talked about it a little bit more in the confessionals, but Todd then wanting to open another restaurant, like, forgive me, I am not in the restaurant business. So he, I can eat my words, but that doesn't feel like a like a money maker in my opinion. It feels like a lot of risk. And restaurants are tough too, from what I've heard. Really like, yes. yeah, and like a lot of you have to work your ass off. Like, yeah, I would imagine it takes a moment before you're truly profitable. 
And it's uh, not like when you like own a McDonald's franchise and you just let them like you don't have to go in. You just hire people that run it for you. Like with these, like they're heavily involved in these restaurants. It's a lot of time. Yes, and all like the family tie into it. It's like kind of I don't know why that makes it makes me laugh, but like Todd and Candy presents Blaze Steakhouse, and like <laughs> I'm just like okay, but you're right. Like Candy should just buy him a franchise. Yeah. Like, what's what's your favorite franchise? You want a Taco Bell? Go. I'll get you a Taco Bell. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, well, that wraps up this iconic week of Bravo. Um, I am going to give my shout out. This is going to be an obvious one to Queen Ariana. I think seeing her flourish and seeing her light being shined on her, I hope she knows how amazing she is and is feeling the love from all of us. Um, but I, I don't think many people could handle such a horrible scandal the way that she has. I love that shout out. Um, I'm giving mine though. I'm going to take a little bit of a different route to another queen. Um, How many women at the age of 81 can grace the covers of sports illustrated swimsuit edition and receive nothing but support and love. The one, the only Martha Stewart. I, First of all, I just love Martha. I love her friendship with Snoop. I love just like, she's so funny. I love that she kind of makes fun of herself for going to jail for insider trading. Like, um, and I think she's proof that like age really is not a restriction when it comes to like still pursuing dreams. And um, God, I just love that she's on the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition at the age of 81. She looks amazing. She can tell she feels amazing. So shout out to Martha, another queen. Um, yeah, I just, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, of course, on our Patreon, but love you, Martha. Oh, I love that shout out. Uh, so guys, you know the drill. We are so close. I think we're up at about 700 reviews. Yes, we are. Do us a favor and let's let's make our new goal be a thousand, okay? Ooh. I want, I'm reaching for the stars here. So please take a moment to write, Click five stars, get a written review. It does make the world's difference. You see, we're classy now. We're professional. We got a new cover photo, y'all. So um, we want to be right up there with some of the top podcasts. So please help us there. And then if you want to support us monetarily, check out Patreon. We've got a lot to unpack this week, including Ariana's Watch What Happens Live appearance, the new Legacy cast, all sorts of things to talk about there. So please check that out. You can join for as little as $3 a month. Um, with our Patreon subscription, you get an ec- a bonus episode every week of us discussing all things pop culture or things that happen off camera on Bravo. So please check that out, patreon.com slash Real Moms of Bravo. And with that, we will check you next week. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.